Good morning. Late Merry Christmas and a future Happy New Year to each of you. I welcome you this morning to Bowling Springs Baptist Church. If you're a visitor, there is a tear out on the side of the bulletin. If you would do us the honor of filling that out so we as a staff can touch base with you or pray for you, whatever your concerns might be that we could pay attention to, we are open and welcome, welcoming for you to let us know. We have uh, a few announcements that we need to just jog our memory about. Uh, this afternoon there is a reception for two people. I'm not exactly sure what their names are, but one of them goes Alan, Ellen, Ellen, Allen. So we'll figure that one out tomorrow. But we hope that you will come by the fellowship hall this afternoon from 2 to 3.30 and speak to Alan and Mary as their uh, time with us is ending and a new adventure in their life is just beginning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning. Um, I'll be reading from Lamentations 21 through 24. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are, ne they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Our in-gathering hymn this morning is number 48, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Um, the GAs will be down front to receive your offering for Global Missions and Lottie Moon. So they'll be down front with baskets to accept that. And if you would turn again in your hymnals to number 48. If you are able, please stand and join in singing number 48.
good morning once again and welcome to this special service this Sunday after Christmas and a special service as we celebrate uh, the ministry of Alan and Mary Newcomb. And uh, we're excited about hearing from each of you this morning. And also we encourage you to come to their reception this afternoon in the fellowship hall. There'll be more said about some of these things uh, throughout the service and in conference today. But again, welcome. We're glad that you're here. And if Ellen, I can't remember, I was walking down the aisle, but if she mentioned the tab that's in your bulletin, would encourage you to uh, uh, fill that out if you're a guest with us. But if you also have prayer concerns, put that, uh, write those down and place those in the offering plate. And we would love to be in prayer for you and your family this week. As I look across the congregation and think about this transitional Sunday between Christmas and New Year's, I see... A few people gone, and then I see others here today that are with family. And so, again, we are all, we are just so glad that you're here. And, um, again, extend to you a very special welcome. I want to encourage each of you to be present with us for the next couple Sundays as we begin the new year. We're going to benefit, I hope, and I'm, I'm confident that we will, from looking at the Old Testament theme of Jubilee beginning next Sunday. Uh, if you'll remember, Jubilee happened every 50 years in the life of the, the people of God in the Old Testament. And we are celebrating 50 years of being in our current facility. And so I started meditating and thinking more on the theme of Jubilee and what that, the implications that could have for us. And so I'm excited to, to go down that path the next few weeks and encourage you to be here and to be a part of that. Uh, we are not going to revert this property back to its original owner, which is what they did uh, in Jubilee. But there are other things that we can learn uh, from looking at that topic. And so I encourage you to be here. Before I pray, I want to encourage each of you this week to be in prayer for Harry McKee. We will be having a heart valve replacement tomorrow in Charlotte. He has been there this weekend in the hospital and is doing okay. And, and the family feels good about him going into this procedure tomorrow. So be in prayer for Harry and then continue to remember Mike and Melissa Davis. I just wanted to make sure they're not here this morning, but I don't believe they are. But they, uh, Mike has spent some time in the hospital this week and is recovering from several different things. And so I know they would covet your prayers as well. Will you go with me now in a word of prayer? God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all the special things that surround this day, not only as we come off of Christmas and celebrating your birth, but as we move into a new year, but Lord, also as we celebrate and reflect on uh, the ministry of Alan and Mary, we thank you for their life and their testimony, and we thank you for family they have here with them today as well, and just for what this day means for our church. And Lord, we ask for your blessings on it and on Alan and Mary as they share in just a few moments. Lord, we do lift up these concerns that are on our hearts today. We do pray for Harry McKee tomorrow that this surgery would go well, that you would guide the doctor's hands, and that you would be a good shepherd to this family and walk with them during this anxious time. For others, this morning, Lord, in our church family and, and just in our community, we know we're struggling greatly with the flu or with the stomach bug. We do pray for your presence with them. We do pray that they would feel and know of your love and the love of this church family for them during their time of illness. Lord, as we've collected funds this morning for missionaries uh, here at home and overseas, we do pray for them and we pray for fruitful ministries that you would uh, provide for their needs. But Lord, you would also bless them uh, as they seek to minister and share the love of Christ in the setting that you've called them to. But God, challenge us here at Boiling Springs Baptist as we move into a new year, 2020, as we think about the vision that you have for us as a church family. Help us to be doing our part, Lord, in pursuing and strengthening our own relationship with you, a relationship from which everything else we do is birthed from. And so, Lord, lead us and guide us in all things. And, Lord, help us to, to put you first in our family and in our church and community. Lord, lead us and guide us. Forgive us, Lord, when we fall short of your plan for our lives. 
And we commit this service to you. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Approximately uh, three weeks ago today, we heard an announcement that we were not wanting to hear in terms of the, uh, the moving on of Mary and Alan Newcomb from our church congregation. And yet, uh, I have, as I often tell people, I'll believe it if I see it in writing or uh, if the check clears the bank, I'll believe that this has been uh, accomplished. But uh, there have been no changes of mind in the last three weeks. And so today we're going to, uh, to recognize the departure of this very fine couple, not only in our worship service, but also uh, in a reception for them uh, from 2 to 3.30 today in our fellowship hall. And I'm going to ask them if they would join me here uh, closer to the edge of the pulpit area. Push me off, are you done? No, 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 I will grab you back. Um, but I believe today that they have family who are visiting with us, and I'd like for, for their families to stand and you just tell us who they are. Hopefully they know who they are, but... Uh. We have both of our parents here today. Um, Jim and Kathy Edmondson are my parents, and Mary and Kent Newcomb are Alan's parents. Thank you. We recognize uh, through our own life experiences, but also as we read in scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes, to everything there is a season, a time and a purpose. And so uh, this moment is bittersweet, hopefully more sweet than bitter, although there is that sense of we don't want you to leave, but we do understand. We're a very privileged church in that we are so close to a university and to a divinity school. As a result of that, often we will have uh, ministers in training. And so we're just very grateful that we have had um, Alan and Mary uh, with us for these four years. And so we want to say how much we appreciate and uh, the gratitude that we have. But as you learn as a parent, a child comes to you for only a short time. And uh, our goal as a parent, and maybe even as a congregation, is to help provide you with rootedness, but also with wings so that you can go forth and travel and do those things that God has called you to do. And so as a result of that, there are these moments that we uh, have to, uh, to acknowledge a, uh, a leaving. And a few words I want to say to both of you is a deep appreciation that we have as a congregation. We uh, have affirmed you through your ordination, the ordination of both of you as ministers of the gospel, and to know that wherever you go and whatever ministry God calls you to, there is a small part of us that goes with you for you to celebrate and to remember the affirmation of this call. And to, to Alan, I want to say you have been, as our Minister of Youth, a wonderful example, I think, of what I'll call quiet dignity. You uh, have been faithful, you've been uh, persistent, you've been thoughtful, you have been a wonderful role model for our youth. And so 
and for their parents. And so there's a great deal of appreciation as well as sadness and saying goodbye. And to Mary, we want to applaud you for your also having demonstrated those very same qualities that your husband has. And what is so wonderful about this couple is they have lived, they have lived before us a life of mutual support to one another and to the ministry of Boiling Springs Baptist Church. And so we would give you as, want to give you as much verbal appreciation as conceivable because uh, as I told Alan, if he remembers, I will ask him a question because he was never my formal student, but I remember several years ago, I said, Alan, you're going to receive many uh, compliments. You're going to receive many pats on the back. But I said, rather than letting this to enlarge your head, it should enlarge your heart. That's right. He got right. <laughs> and that was something. I had a moment there. Uh, you know, I, for a moment I knew I was asking the wrong one. Uh, but we hope that you will leave, leave, leave this place with an enlarged heart and vision and strength for the future. On behalf of the personnel committee through church designated funds, want to present you a gift of appreciation from the whole church family through our uh, budgeting process, but also something physically to, uh, for you to take with you is a framed portrait of our church and uh, there will be other celebrations that will occur this afternoon. And so please uh, feel free to bring cards and other acts of remembrance as you would for this wonderful couple who in the call of God are moving to other places. But you will be remembered and we want to thank you very much. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you, first of all, for paths that cross and for the impressions that they make on our hearts. Help us all to leave here today with those impressions. Specifically, we ask that you bless Alan and Mary personally, with your peace and your insight as they embark on new endeavors. We ask that you bless them as a family with your strength and with open arms to embrace the challenges that they'll see. And finally, bless them in their ministry with your love and a clear vision of how they can best reflect your love. These blessings we ask in your name. Amen. Our hymn is number 295, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Number 295. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come here today bringing little but owing you all. Apart from you, we are nothing, but through you, all is possible. We ask of you to let our earthly kingdoms crumble so we may focus our time, talents, and gifts to furthering the kingdom of God on earth. All to you we owe God, so let us give, you, give to you humbly and generously today and always. Amen.
scripture reading will be from Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Now I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again that every man who receives circumcision, that he is bound to keep the law, the whole law. Um, You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is of any avail, but faith working through love. Hey, Mary. So I've been thinking, what are we going to preach on the 29th? That's coming up, isn't it? Uh, With Christmas and packing and everything, I kind of slipped my mind. What did you have in mind? Uh, Why don't I go get us some notes and we can talk through it. Thanks. Um, Why are you wearing that anyway? It's a Monday night. This is my lounge blazer. You're ridiculous. So, sermon ideas, what you thinking? The most obvious thing that comes to my mind is to talk about transition. You know, I mean, we are transitioning. The church is transitioning. And I mean, the new year. We're going into the new decade. Everyone transitions at the new year. We could talk about our 2020 vision We're not doing that. No, but really, I I think transition would would be a pretty good topic. I mean, remember what it was like when when we left where we were and and we came to Boiling Springs? I mean, we weren't sure what we wanted to do. We moved houses. We moved jobs. We started our master's degree. We transitioned. And because of this transition, we've experienced so many great things here. I mean, we've made lifelong friendships with so many people here in Boiling Springs, but we were scared. I mean, we were scared of that transition, just like many people are scared of transition. I think about Matthew 28, the Great Commission that concludes the Gospel of Matthew. You know, the disciples, they were in the midst of probably the toughest and biggest transition that they ever had to go through. I mean, they had spent the last three years of their lives following Jesus wherever he went. They so believed in his ministry that they left everything they had to follow him. And then now all of a sudden, Jesus was gone? I mean, that was it. This, this was the biggest transition that they had to go through. But Jesus gives them a really important promise at the end of that great commission in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus promises to be with the disciples always as they go. And we have to remember, just as we have, ex- have experienced, that even as transition happens, Jesus is with us. That's really good. And Jesus' promise to be with us always is a mirror of the absolute faithfulness of God. I mean, that's been a big thing for us in our ministry too, so we could talk about that. Yeah, I mean, th- that would work too. Uh, what did you have in mind? I mean, the faithfulness of God has been so important to me and in my faith walk. It's, it's like that passage in Lamentations 3. 
uh, the author explains all of this turmoil that they're, they're going through and this problem after problem, but then he says, in this I still find hope. The faithfulness of God doesn't fail. There's plenty of times in life that will feel dark, filled with uneasiness or even hopelessness. I mean, I've had my fair share of doubt because seriously, it's so hard not to sometimes. We can't see the whole picture yet, and things we've been through, things we've done, things that have been done to us, things that are just happening around us, make it hard to see that big picture any clearer. But there's beauty and grace, and there's hope in seeing that, thank God, it's not all about us. Because despite our messiness as humans and all the fallenness of our world, God is faithful. In Lamentations, we see the turmoil of the author was inflicted on the author. But in the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, we see the mess we can cause ourselves. I mean, the son chose to go away from the father, taking all of his inheritance, thinking he knew best. Well, long story short, the son blows all of the inheritance and finds himself sleeping among the pigs. When the son realizes his need and returns home, you'd expect anger from the father, right? But the father isn't angry. He's relieved because he wants his son home. So he not only accepts the son back home, but he literally runs out to meet him. This is how God has been to us and how God is for all people. No matter how far we run away from God, or like in Lamentations, no matter how bad a situation seems, God is faithful to us all. The song by Hillsong, uh, Highlands, I think, it says it beautifully. Oh, how fast would you come running if just to shadow me through the night, trace my steps through all my failures, and walk me out the other side. And God will run to meet us, and God will walk with us home, because God is faithful. Yeah. I mean, that, that's huge for sure. And I think of another thing that has really been central in our ministry is, is God's care for all people. You know, we could, we could preach from, from Mark chapter four. You know, in the story in, in Mark four, Jesus calms the storm. The disciples are terrified because the wind and the waves are picking up around them and they're on a boat and, and Jesus is with them and so they say, okay, you know, Jesus can fix this and so they, so they run to find Jesus and Jesus is sleeping and they go to Jesus and they, they wake Jesus up and they say, Jesus, don't you care that we're about to drown? I think that question is so important. See, what happens is that Jesus answers them by saying, quiet, be still, and the storm stops. See, it's, it's this beautiful picture that everybody probably views it as, you know, it's this, it shows you the power of Jesus, the divinity of Jesus, that, that he can stand up and say, quiet, be still. You know, I like to, I like to picture, like, you know, Jesus is, is on the boat, and, and the disciples say, you know, don't you care that, that we're about to drown, and Jesus hikes his leg up on you know, whatever is in boats, and he, he puts his leg up and he puts his hands on his hips and he says, quiet, be still, and, and, and the wind and the waves stop, and I think that's how everybody sees it, but I think it goes so much deeper than that. See, I think Jesus absolutely could have been talking to 
the storm, telling it to be quiet and be still, but I think Jesus could have been talking to the disciples too. And in a much quieter voice says, quiet, be still. I think the same is true in our lives. Like, this is gonna sound cheesy, but you know, when we enter into the midst of life's storms, we start to, to question and say, God, don't you see what's happening around? I mean, don't you care that this is what's going on? And I think God says, yeah, I do care. Quiet, be still. God doesn't promise to stop the storm, but God promises to walk with us through the storm. I mean, that's huge for sure. And another thing that we've made central in our ministry is is love. I mean, that's the foundation of our faith. That's the foundation of our ministry. It, It makes sense for us to preach about love, right? Yeah, yep, that sounds good. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think that's a great idea. I mean, what did you have in mind? You remember the scripture we read at our wedding? Yeah. Uh, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Right. Galatians 5, 6. There's nothing that determines who's in or out in faith. We aren't justified by anything other than the grace of God through the righteousness of Jesus. And the only way we can respond to that faith is through love. Yeah, I mean, love was the central part of Jesus's ministry. And I think it's, it's we, we've tried to make that a central part of our ministry. I, I think of the passage in John 13 that has meant so much to me when, when Jesus meets with the disciples right before his crucifixion and, and he says, I, I give you a new command to love one another just as, just as I have loved you. And Jesus goes on to say that he, the world will know that we are his disciples by our love for one another. See, I think we get it mixed up so often and we think that by the way we dress or the way we talk or if we carry certain political beliefs that that's what determines who we are as Christians. Well, that's not it at all the way that the world will know that we are Christians, the most important thing about our faith is that we love all people. Yeah, and I mean, we could talk about 1 Corinthians 13 too. I mean, that's such a common love chapter. Faith expressing itself through love is so important because it says in the last verse of that chapter that amidst faith, hope, and love, love is the greatest of these. Love is eternal. I mean, think about eternity. Think about being with God, being in the presence of God, seeing God. We don't need faith when we see God. We don't need hope when we're complete in God's presence. But love, love is forever. It's like the famous saying, the only certainties in life are death and, do you know what? Zip. Disappointment in being a Carolina Panthers fan? You're not wrong, but I was going with taxes, death and taxes. Um, But certainly, but the other certainty in life is the love we receive from God. The fact that it never ends. Part of our wedding vows and a lot of other people's wedding vows is that we are going to love each other always in any condition. The first Corinthians love chapter 
is used a lot of weddings to show the two people getting married will love each other forever. But also it's a reminder to everyone that God's love for each person lasts forever. That's all that matters. When everything else in life fails or fades away, the only thing that remains, the only thing that counts is faith expressed through love. Yeah, that's what we'll preach. The only only thing thing that counts counts is is faith expressing expressing itself itself through love. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for a new day, for a time that we can come and that we can worship. We are grateful for the paths that have crossed. We are grateful that you have given us an opportunity to be in this place. Lord, as we leave today, as we enter into a new year, a new decade, a new time, may love be the greatest of these. Show us how to love as you have loved us. A love for all people. Lord, as we leave and as we go into the world, send us out so that we can better know how to love ourselves, how to love other people, and to love you. Lord, we are grateful for that love, and I pray that we would show that as we go. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. At this time, Lindy will sing our invitational song. Um, It's Highlands by Hillsong, and it's one of my favorites. Um, Alan and I will be down front, and we invite you to respond however you feel led. Um, Like Mary said, uh, she was actually the one who introduced me to this song a few months back, and I loved it then, but it wasn't until recently, like these past few weeks, that I really truly understood what the words were meaning. Um, My favorite line says, No less God within the shadows, and no less faithful when the night leads me astray. And that has really spoke to me lately, because even when we can't understand why God does what he does, we know that he is good, and his will will be done. Oh, how high would I climb mountains if the mountains were you high? And oh, how far I'd scale the
benediction response but first we want to say be good be good to each other and may God bless you all remember it's never goodbye it's only until next time